Attention Life Tips listeners, looking for better ways to become better, smarter, faster, and wiser? Well, listening to Life Tips is a great start, but how about if we gave you an easier way to listen? Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available for iPhone and Android. Listen to Life Tips and even more programs that will help you build to a better health, wealth, and lifestyle. Download the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app in the iTunes Store or in Google Play today. Feeling better? Looking better? Making life better? It's Life Tips. We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Making your life smarter. Better, faster, wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back to the Life Tips Show, everyone. I'm here with Dennis Parker. Dennis, welcome. Thank you. I appreciate being on. Right on. You're the author of Spiritual Mind Management, which we're going to dive into. But maybe you could just tell me a little bit about your industry, which you're going to talk about today. Um, this sort of concept of hypnotherapy, which I know absolutely nothing about. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, in the school that I have, which is Certified Hypnotherapy Training School, we've broken hypnotherapy into three sections or categories, if you will. The first category is what's called suggestion hypnotherapy, and that's what most people are doing out there. They're uh, hypnotizing people, having them go into the level of trance, and then they're uh, attempting to get critical factor bypass, which is how we inject new predominant thoughts into the subconscious mind, which are intended to create new beliefs, and that those generate new behaviors. So the suggestion hypnotherapy comes in the form of affirmations, auto-suggestions, uh, scripts, metaphors, stories, and uh, guided imagery kinds of things. The second form of hypnotherapy that we teach in the clinic is what we call clinical hypnotherapy. Clinical hypnotherapy includes the categories of doing age regression work, uh, gestalt work, it includes pain control uh, work. It includes uh, inner child work, as some people like to call it, and parts therapy. And then the third therapy that we teach is what we're teaching in our book uh, that's new to us and, and new that we're actually attempting to take to the public and we want to teach as many people as we can, is what we're calling spiritual mind management hypnotherapy. And that's what we teach in the book. And the premise of that is, is that what we've learned is, is that everyone can access what we're calling their spiritual mind. And their spiritual mind is that part of each human being that actually controls the brain, and then the brain controls the body. And so with this new technology and this new uh, mental skill, if you will, that we teach to both students and clients, uh, people can have greater control in their life than they ever thought possible before. Mm. Why the why the word spiritual in this in this in this uh, phraseology that you're using? Because uh, everybody uh, concurs, if you will, that there's something inside of us that animates us, that makes us live and move and breathe, kind of thing. And in my world, and everybody I generally talk to, they want to say, "Well, that's our spirit," and our spirit is what leaves when we die, and our spirit is what keeps us animated when we're alive. And so what we've learned is is that, and what we believe in this uh, a demonstration of, of trance and what happens is there's a part of us that actually moves within our mind that people can be taught to 
feel and understand and actually have it move through the different functions of the spiritual mind. So we call that our intelligence. And our intelligence actually moves from consciousness. It'll go back behind this critical factor barrier, and then it will be in, in imaginations, memories, and emotions, which are our subconscious functions. And so what we learn is, is that those uh, functions of the intelligence, and as we learn to direct it correctly, that actually directs the brain. And so people now can learn to use that to uh, shut down uh, both chronic and acute pain. We do a lot of pain control work. Uh, they can use it to shut down allergies. Uh, they can use it to uh, shut down many psychosomatically induced uh, diseases and illnesses. Hmm. Maybe you could just help me understand what's actually going on in the brain with one of the biggest problems you're trying to solve. And that is, namely, you know, so there are individuals, there are people that have personal problems of the past that are uh, affecting their how they move forward in life. And what is really going on there with that particular problem that so many of us are having? Could you explain that to us all and how your healing might, might, might or your treatment and training uh, might, might help that? What's, what's, the, what's the connect there? Something happened to me in the past, you know, and, and how and why is it affecting what I do in the future? Uh, great question. Uh, what goes on there is, is that we have, again, our conscious and our subconscious mind. Now, at a conscious level, we all basically think the same. We all know that, for example, we ought to exercise more, sleep better, eat better. You know, we all know the kinds of things that we ought to be doing. That's not where the problem is. We all know that we'd like to be more successful, more outgoing, and, and you know, all of those good things. Everybody wants that. That The problem is not at the conscious level. The problem is, is in the disconnected thinking and the rationalizations that are carried in the subconscious mind. So from those past experiences, as you explained, people have other belief issues at the subconscious level. And the number one that we talk about the most and is the number one ailment that we as human beings all kind of suffer with is that subconscious belief that says, I'm not good enough. And because we've all been proven through several circumstances in life that we're not good enough. I wasn't good enough to make the basketball team and somebody else wasn't good enough to do something else. And... And so we have this process at a subconscious level that is incongruent with what we want to do at a conscious level. So it sets up opposing forces within us. So we decide that we want to move forward, but at a subconscious level, you know, we want to achieve this great goal and write a book or do all these kinds of things. And yet, but that subconscious belief, if we have that belief down there that says, yeah, but I'm not good enough to do that, and then it hits our subconscious functions. The first thing that thought hits as it goes through the critical factor is our imagination. And our imagination in the book there that you have and the way we teach the concept is it can amplify any thought from zero to 2,500 times. And so if we take I'm not good enough and we amplify it 500 times, we might feel some anxiety and some angst about doing something new. But at 2,500 times, that same thought can become totally uh, debilitating, totally discouraging, uh, give us all kinds of, uh, you know, inhibitions, and, and frankly, just shut us down. So the next thing that that thought goes to is when we accept that thought, it goes into our memories. 
And in our memories, we're looking for justifying, validating, and defending data to back up the thought that we've accepted because nobody wants to be wrong. I don't want to be wrong. You don't want to be wrong. So we go into our memories and we justify the belief that we've accepted and we rationalize them. So then the third thing that happens is, is the amount of imaginary amplification that we give to the thought and the amount of justification that we can find in our memory databank, so to speak, that's what creates the amount of emotional content that we feel. So that combination sets up the amount of emotions, and the more emotions that we have about it, positive or negatively, is what drives our behaviors to whatever extreme we take them. Hmm. So the, the key to your question is, is, is how do we adapt and change that? The change is, and why hypnosis works and is important is because it takes hypnosis or trans access, if you will, to penetrate the barrier of the critical factor, that division between consciousness and subconsciousness, so we can actually have access to what's down in the subconscious. We can actually find out what those thoughts are. And one of the effects of trance is, is that it actually slows our thought processes down. So when we get access to that subconscious level, now we can find out what those thoughts, those inhibiting thoughts are. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not worthy enough. I'm not capable enough. Whatever's down there, we can actually go to that level and begin to challenge and change those thoughts at that level against those experiences and bring about alignment. So, you know, it's called double-mindedness. Uh, you know, we have one thought at a conscious level, and we have another set of thoughts at a subconscious level. But through trans access, we can bring those thoughts and thinking back into alignment where we're single-minded. When we're single-minded, you know, we're not starting and stopping. We're not wanting to do something, but we procrastinate. Now when we've got our thought alignment in, in alignment, both top and bottom, now people just move forward towards their goals at a very rapid rate. They accomplish things they never thought they could. Uh, they are totally motivated, and uh, they have uh, procrastination goes away and, and fear is eliminated, and it just does great things. Is this well? First of all, I want to ask the difference between um, when you say thought alignment between top and bottom. Do you mean conscious and subconscious? I do. Yes. Got it. So when that when that alignment happens, um, you're saying there, there's this awakening. There's this you know my negative thoughts or my pessimism are suppressed, and I I therefore move forward in at a much better pace is is that is, is did i get that right uh, in, well, in, yeah 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 kind of what suppresses suppresses a word that would indicate that what we've done is you know some people want to use what they call willpower you know i'm going to use my willpower to stuff uh -huh. down yeah what's holding me back and and that's true we can do that there there are detachment methods where we can detach from what's down there for a period of time mm -hmm. and then there's also what we call resolve methods resolve means that we have literally gone down and changed and restructured the thought processes at that level and the old thoughts don't even exist anymore they're gone so we can we can detach from them in, in certain methods, and we can use other methods to actually go in and, and totally resolve the issue so that substrate level of stinking thinking, as we call it, doesn't even exist anymore. That's what eliminates all of the negative emotions and so on, so people just finally get to be in a state of happy. I mean, they're just, they, 
when the person pursues that to that level, then they finally get to be just happy. Terrific. Let's take a break, everybody. Just back in a few minutes with Dennis Parker. Life Tips will be right back after this short break. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. Guys, are you suffering from FD, fulfillment dysfunction? Let MoldingBox.com's online portal system for inventory, tracking, and returns perform for you. We have the enormous tools you need for complete warehousing, shipping, and handling of all your packages, no matter the size or shape, directly to your customers. MoldingBox.com can also fulfill all your nourishing, nutraceutical, and smooth skincare product desires, including green coffee and Garcinia on demand. Plus, let our in-house printing and CD DVD manufacturing help you enlarge and maximize your coaching and business opportunity potential. We do everything. Fulfillment, shipping, tracking, inside and out, and all in one place. Moldingbox.com. It's shipping made sexy. WebmasterRadio.fm presents CEO Coach, a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. Jellian Music, your CEO coach, will break down the art of business development from the ground up. CEO Coach, on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And now back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back, Dennis. I've been uh, in in situations where I've experienced the power of, of, of hypnotism in in general. Um, you know, unfortunately, most people know of hypnotism. I'm sure you know with you know the hypnotist that's in front of a large crowd and is looking to you know show his or her wares and hypnotizes somebody and they do something stupid and everybody laughs and it's 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 a show, right? But Tell us a little bit about the advancements of, of hypnotherapy as, as, as we're learning how it affects the brain. And because um, this is a relatively new subject, at least to me. So could you talk about hypnotherapy a little bit and, and what's happening uh, on, a, on a national and international uh, sphere? Yeah, if I could, let me answer the stage hypnotist question first, because 
that's that's the one thing that has done more to disillusion people from it than anything that there is. When you're talking about hypnosis, you're not talking about a state of mind. You're talking about uh, six observable states of mind. And so, again, if your listeners would like to go to the school website, certifiedhypnotherapytrainingschool.com, there's a number of videos that we have posted there. They're also on YouTube. And one of those is a, is an explanation, a detailed explanation of these six trance states. But to answer quickly, the fifth level down of trance is called somnambulism. Now, somnambulism, or a natural somnambulist, in the dictionary version, is a natural sleepwalker. There is a group of the population out there that is actually walking around in a chronic state of trance, and it's becoming a larger and larger group all the time due to all the media stimulation. But what, but what happens is, is that when, when the stage hypnotist is wanting to do his show, he's looking for those people who are already stuck in a chronic state of trance. He doesn't have to hypnotize those folks. They're walking around in trance chronically anyway. He just has to identify them, and those are the people that come up and do the show because they're very vulnerable to suggestions. They allow everybody's uh, thinking to mean more to them than their own critical thinking, and uh, they're vulnerable to those things. And so, you know, they make a mental contract with the hypnotist to go up and perform and act like a duck and, you know, all the things people want to talk about. And they have their own reasons. You know, they wanted to see what it would be like to get the applause or be on stage wanted to see what they'd like to be an actor. But you know that that's, they've, they've agreed to do that. They're not under his power. The, the whole idea that he has to create the illusion that hypnosis has him under his power is what gives the entertainment value of the show, just like the magician has to create the entertainment value that, you know, rabbits come out of a hat and pigeons come out of thin air, money comes out of your ear. That's the illusion of what's actually going on there. And TV promotes that illusion because they want it to have some unnatural power. And we tell people, you know, if that were really true, hypnotists would be the richest people on the planet because I'd hypnotize a bunch of people, have them go rob all the banks, bring me back all the money, tell them they'll never remember it, right? <laughs> we all know that that's just silly. That it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Interested in hypnotherapy as as a therapy and 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 how that that how how just that that relatively new therapy I've, I've never heard of it okay. myself so I just wanted to make the leap there and and more importantly make the distinction between stage therapy and thanks for the name stage therapy I didn't or stage hypnotism I didn't know what that was I didn't know that was a name either so go ahead yes what is hypnotherapy yeah okay so so the difference is let's start with the stage people that we're already talking about. A natural somnambulistic person comes into the, into the office, and we have our ways to identify those folks. And those aren't people that we have to hypnotize, just like this stage hypnotist doesn't. Those are people that we dehypnotize. And the truth is, is that I dehypnotize as many people as I hypnotize. There, <laughs> there's a there's a huge need out there for a lot of dehypnosis. And that's part of what's new about what we do, is we've identified that trance state, that trance level, and we teach people how to come back to full consciousness. So when you say, what can you do with that as a therapy, what we have is we have a lot of folks who are uh, in that state. We have a lot of children who are in that state. And uh, what we do with hypnosis and hypnotherapy is, is that we're using those six trance levels, if you will, that are listed there. And we've identified which of our therapies actually work best at each level. 
So if you were to talk to one of my students and have a hypnotherapy thing or myself, you'd actually be talking about, you know, what therapy works best in catalepsy or what therapy works best in somnambulism, what therapy works best in hypnoidal trance. And we would be having a conversation about what is the goal of the client and what is it that they want to achieve and then their natural trance ability capitalize on that to give them the right uh, therapy uh, process, if you will, to help them change and challenge their their thought processes to where they move forward again uninhibited. It's really all about challenging and changing thinking errors. Thinking errors are misrepresentations of themselves or the past, they're misunderstandings, uh, misbeliefs, outright lies that they've accepted, uh, that kind of thing is what we're really looking for and we're changing in hypnotherapy. Can hypnotherapy help you achieve goals then, in your opinion? Oh, absolutely. That's, uh, that's, one of the, that's one of the main things that we do is help people overcome those inhibitions that are actually holding them back. Part of my background is, is I was a sales manager for 28 years in a national distribution company. And I used to manage over 100 full-time salespeople in a three-state division. And my division always led uh, the company in sales and gross profit and dollars and so on. But one of the ways that we did it was we kept all of the reps tweaked because we could free them from their fears and phobias and inhibitions of having to pick up that 50-pound telephone and make that next sales call. You know, you can teach people to completely eliminate the fears of, uh, of cold call reluctance, uh, get up and do public speaking, uh, you know, go out and be uh, – do public demonstrations and that kind of thing and do what they really need to do and want to be, you know, to be successful and achieve their goals. Yeah. Yeah, it's dynamic Very for cool. all of that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I need you in my office to help with that. Um, okay. <laughs> the, uh, we, do it over, we do it over Skype, so I can help you. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, and I'd like, yeah, I okay. want to learn more about that, but the uh, – I want to go back to this, this this distinction between the conscious and the subconscious because it, it seems to me that that's where a lot of this this practice is really rooted. Um, how hard is it to tap into the subconscious if you're dealing with somebody that will not let you in there? Well, you know, to be hypnotized is a uh, is a personal choice. I mean, you can't force anybody, if you will, to be to be hypnotized. So, you know, the, the word out there is, is all hypnosis is self-hypnosis, or some people want to say it's automatic hypnosis, you know, meaning that we do it naturally anyway. Because the first level of trance down is what the world calls daydreaming. And how many times a day do you actually fixate and focus outside your head that you're really thinking about something in the back of your head, an old memory or whatever. So people are constantly cycling in and out of trance naturally anyway. Mm-hmm. And so... So once you understand what it is, that it's just deeper and deeper states of daydreaming, so to speak, until you go down to sleep, and you could say sleep is our deepest level of trance. But people experience these six observable states as they go in and out of sleep, both <clears throat> so naturally and subtly that they're not even aware that they're, that they're doing it. Is daydreaming the number one level and six the number, sleep the sixth level? of the six different stages of, of the hypnotic experience? And I'm probably not saying that right either, but I'm just trying to understand yeah, where yeah, sleep... Yeah. Yeah. From, from, full con- from full consciousness, 
the yeah. first level of fence down would be daydreaming. And that's why people cycle in and out of it all day long. Yeah. You know, the next level, the next level down is what's called hypnoidal trance. And, uh, the level below that is what's called catalepsy. The level below that we call somnambulism. And then we go into what we call the Esdell state. And then after Esdell, then it's deep sleep. And again, a full explanation of that is on the website. There's a full 45 minute video that will explain all of this for your listeners. And uh, people can actually go in there and watch somebody doing those, a demonstration of those different trance states and the different characteristics of those and what to look for when people are actually doing it. Can hypnotherapy help you achieve deep sleep easier, faster, better? Yeah, sleep problems uh, are one of the main things that we work with. Uh, because what we do is, is because we can have access to the subconscious again, we can go down at that subconscious level and, and uh, have people identify what their real fears are and what is keeping them awake. What are they anxious about? So the way it works is, is that if I were to ask you right now, what experience in life you've had that's still binding you down, holding you back, and keeping you from being all you want to be? Consciously, people can't tell you that because they just don't know. They buried that years ago with amnesian denial. But if we were going to have you go into the fourth level of trance down, which is called catalepsy trance, and then I would ask you that same question, you know, with the right prompts, lo and behold, your spirit inside your, your mind or however you want to term that, your intelligence knows. And with the right questions, we break through the amnesias and denials that people have buried that stuff with and boom up and pops. So people can actually know what we call their personal truths through these processes. They can know what's keeping them awake at night. And then we take them through personal problem-solving skills that we also teach them, new mental skills. We help them uh, solve those problems in a way that are productive for them. And then once they come to a, a state of full resolve, now they sleep comfortably and peacefully because one of the purposes of the subconscious mind is the preservation of self. And if the subconscious uh, has a belief that you're in trouble or you're in danger, you can be as asleep as you want to be. And if you hear a dog bark out underneath the window or you think somebody twisted your doorknob or something, the subconscious that never sleeps has you right back on alert. You're awake. Uh, you'll bring you right out of sleep, and you'll be good to go. And we've all kind of experienced those moments. But that same subconscious ability uh, to uh, put us on alert, if we have beliefs down there that uh, we feel threatened or we feel we're in some kind of danger or we haven't got our homework done or, you know, we're not ready for the next office board meeting or whatever it is, if we have those things that we know in our mind that we haven't done or we haven't decided on, that stuff builds as accumulated stress. That accumulated stress is actually electrical energy in the brain. That electrical energy, as it builds up over time, actually is what keeps us awake because the brain doesn't shut down now. So as we're able to go in and actually deal with those issues, deal with those problems, help people do that work, that excess electrical energy is not there, and the mind relaxes, the body relaxes, and just goes off to a deeper state of sleep. How hard is it, and how long does it take to to introduce somebody to that transition over into deeper sleep that has sleep deprivation problem and is maybe a busy executive that's 
high stress or just somebody that's just just can't sleep for whatever reasons they 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 can't understand why how long does that transition take how long does that understanding and that alignment of the conscious and subconscious to to discover the problem and to arrive at deep sleep how long does that take depends on the person probably but in 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 general yeah it it, it depends on it depends on the person and their age and how many things they have going on and you know we call them layers you know in therapy everybody wants to talk about peeling the onion mm-hmm. you know you take it one emotion one experience at a time and you work through one and then another and another so it just depends on how many quote unquote layers they have but four to six sessions usually is is, is really adequate to uh, teach people how to do that and and get that done and usually four to six hour and a half you know, sometimes two-hour sessions, and people can work through all kinds of stuff and uh, and be uh, sleeping peacefully and comfortably again. Now, I have about a dozen people I'm going to send your way, but <laughs> but and, and 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 how and and I know that you have a school that teaches this, correct? So you're not necessarily uh, so. Talk a little bit about that, the, the certification hypnotherapytraining.com uh, school. Yeah, uh, in the school, I have, again, certified hypnotherapytrainingschool.com, and uh, we train people to be hypnotherapists, and then also there's a designation as a clinical hypnotherapist through the American Council of Hypnotist Examiners, one of the oldest and largest uh, certifying organizations in the United States. And so people can come onto, onto the, or into the school online, and we broadcast the uh, courses and the classes live online so that people can actually sit at home on their computer and or whatever and watch the live broadcast, and it's fully interactive. So they get to talk. People see them on a big screen in the classroom. They get to see the classroom. Uh, they fully participate online. They can ask questions just like anybody else. The entire class hears them. We respond, that kind of thing. And so anybody can attend the training, you know, nationwide, worldwide, whatever, wherever there's a good Internet service. So the school uh, will teach you those three uh, categories or forms of hypnotherapy again, suggestion hypnotherapy, clinical hypnotherapy, and spiritual mind management hypnotherapy uh, if you go all the way through to the clinical courses. ACHE requires 200 hours of classroom trainings uh, and 300 hours total to be a, a clinical certified hypnotherapist. And what can a clinical certified hypnotherapist make? What kind of compensation packages? And where do people get employed for this? Is it a self-employment? Do you start your own practice? Do you join a practice? Tell, tell us a little more about that. Yeah, that really varies, you know, on the skill level and the, the desires of the individual student. Uh, to be honest with you, we have a lot of students who just come through the school because they want to clear up their own work and their own problems. Uh, you know, they they realize that it's, it's cheaper to uh, go to school, learn how to do it, and then understand their own stuff than it is to go get outside therapy for themselves. <laughs> so interesting in, in that regard. Yeah. So we have people like that. We also have a program for parents and grandparents who want to learn how to work with their own children. And uh, so they can come in at like a 40% reduced rate just that they don't want to certify. They don't want to set up a therapy practice. They just want to know how to help their kids and help their grandkids. And so we have a program for those folks. Uh, that's really excellent, and they get the same clinical trainings. But the people who come through and actually want to be a hypnotherapist, they have several options. They can start their own practice. They can set up a private practice and and uh, help people with all the standard things that hypnotherapy does, you know, help people stop smoking, lose weight, do pain control, 
change their behaviors, modifications, overcome fears and phobias. You know, a number of the things that we've talked about, help people sleep better, you know, all of those things in a private practice. You can also, uh, hypnotherapy is uh, being uh, well accepted now in the medical communities where in the past it, it's taken years to get there. But there's a lot of clinical hypnotherapy being done in hospitals and so on because we're teaching mothers how to have painless childbirthing through hypnotherapy. So we teach them how they can actually disconnect from the pain, have total natural childbirthing with no pain, and uh, and the baby comes out better, the mother reco- recovers faster. I don't know if you've ever seen a baby that hasn't had any anesthetics. A completely different experience than a baby that has. I mean, the baby without anesthetics comes out and starts nursing immediately, eyes open, alert, uh, and I know a little bit about that because I have 11 kids and I've seen that whole thing. And it's it's really different when, you know, a mother will take the time and learn these pain control skills and not anesthetize your baby. It's, a, it's an amazing difference. But not to get hung up on that. But the clinical people can uh, also work in a clinic. So actually, uh, when I'm not teaching the school... I actually work at the Advanced Health Clinic in Farmington, Utah, and I'm there as the clinical hypnotherapist. So there are there are people there. Uh, there's doctors there. There's um, uh, different modalities. It's both a traditional and a and an alternative clinic. So there's uh, cranial sacral people, massage therapists, nutritionists, weight loss coaches, chiropractors, uh, you know, nurse practitioners, all that kind of stuff is going on. And I actually work in that clinic, you know, as the hypnotherapist at the clinic. So there's an opportunity for folks to uh, get involved in that, and it's a very much up-and-coming occupational group. Eleven kids? Let's talk about that for a second. (laughs) Okay. And by the way, 34 (laughs) grandchildren. I mean, you know, keeping the name straight alone would be a, a challenge for most of us. Well, and the, and the news update is is that we just had another one, so that, that bulletin's already one short. We have 35, so I don't want to leave them out. <laughs> wow, is all I could say. So tell us a little bit about that. Is there Was there some inspiration you had to, to want to have so many children? Yeah, you know, we never, when we got married, we never planned on, uh, on doing that. That wasn't our, our objective. Um, but since you ask it that way, I'll answer it that way. Uh, yeah, we had an experience one time, uh, after we had five children, we kind of decided that that was it, you know, we were going to be done. And, and, uh, we went to, uh, a park with the kids one night and, uh, we were going to have a little picnic and we, my wife had gone down and gotten the Kentucky fried chicken family pack thing. And we're going to have a little picnic with all the kids. And as we're gathering them all up, I had this uh, big feeling come over me, that just uh, just almost a panic feeling. I, somebody was missing. And uh, I looked at my wife, and I said, somebody's missing. She said, I know. I said, I feel it too. And um, it was just a powerful feeling. We looked around. All of a sudden, we started counting heads. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> and they were all there. And I looked at her, and I said, you know what, babe? We're not done yet. And she said, I know. And a week and a half later, she was pregnant again, and uh, <laughs> we we had a similar experience. You know, another 
that experience kept going until we had the 11, and at the end of that, we never had that experience again. We never had any more kids. So take it for what it's worth. You know, we all we all feel like we get our inspiration in different ways, but that's that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. That's a wonderful story. That's terrific. Yeah. Now, do your kids, I wonder, have have uh, a, a knowledge of of that story? I'm sure they do. And are they living their their lives the same way? Uh, you know what? Some are, and and some aren't. You know, with eleven kids, we've had all the big family kind of blessings, and we've got all the big family challenges. You know, so we have we run the whole uh, gauntlet of you know the experiences with with all the kids. I can't tell you that it's all been roses because it hasn't, but uh, we love all of them. And tell, I, I just want to close by asking than, a little bit of yeah, wonderful story. Thanks so much, and, and thanks, of course, for being on the show today. Really, really inspirational and, and exciting. <clears throat> where do you think where do you think uh, uh, hypnotherapy is going to go? And I want to just put a parenthesis around that. You know, space travel uh, is has been quite interesting to a lot of people. Uh, you know, get somehow making our way to Mars. Do you think that? We'll ever be able to put people in in trances for a decade or two and have them wake up uh, and 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 just pick up where they left off. Is that possible in your mind? No, because the deeper and deeper you go into trance, uh, the again the bottom trance, if you will, is sleep. And as soon as somebody is rested or rested well or whatever, they just simply wake back up. Uh-huh. It's, it's not mind. It's not mind control in in that regard. Where I think it's going to go, and what I'm promoting is, is that I want people to know that with the new technologies that we feel we've discovered, innovated, those kinds of things, we all have as human beings much more power within us than we're aware of right now. And as people learn to understand that and they grasp this concept that they can use their spiritual mind to actually control their brain that then controls their body, they can find that they can have so much more uh, self-control, self-mastery, self-confidence, improved self-esteem. They can go out and achieve their goals and dreams that they always wanted to at a much more rapid rate than they ever believed possible because they can be free of all these fears, phobies, and inhibitions that actually been holding them back. And that's the message in the book, you know, that if, if people would want to buy the book, they can get it off of Amazon in both a hard copy and a Kindle version. Again, on Amazon, it's Spiritual Mind Management. And uh, they can uh, they can order the book and read it and start using it as a self-help manual, so to speak, to start figuring these things out. Do you think that uh, some of what we're reading about brain triggers is, is related to hypnotherapy? I'm, he- I'm speaking more about you know, um, you know, gaining knowledge about our brains in general, and and some very interesting studies that are being done with, with, uh, and particularly with regards to social media. Interestingly enough, and and this thirst we seem to have, uh, you know, and and the mechanisms in our brains and how they're working, and our, you know, for example, our our interest in puzzles and word games and anagrams and teasers that fire the brains. Uh, synopsis, you know, is 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 hypnotherapy in that space? Are, are you are you trying to understand that correlation? Uh, only only in the results that the client gets. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not a 
I'm not a big fan or component, you know, I'm not a big fan or proponent of brain studies uh, because one, I've never had that training. I don't claim I'm not a doctor. I'm yeah. what, 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 uh, what the brain does though, and what we're able to do. So let's take, I'll give you my quick brain rundown. I'm all about, I'm all about thoughts because thoughts are frequencies, thoughts are things. So if you have a hate thought and that frequency of hate, if you amplify that again in the imagination, we know that that amplifies electrical energy, so to speak, in the brain that now has to dissipate and be dumped off somewhere down in the body. If you have love as a different frequency, love is a healthy frequency, love is a positive frequency, it stimulates the body in different ways. So what happens to us is, is that people want to study the brain, but in studying the brain, the brain is only doing again in our belief and what we work with, what the spiritual mind basically directs it to do. The brain is the physical mechanism of the entire body that controls the entire body, but then what controls the brain? It's our spiritual mind that actually does that. So we can teach people to shut down, for example, in a dentist's office when we teach pain control. People can learn to adjust their saliva flow. They can learn to shut off blood. They can shut off pain. People can be taught to desensitize from allergies. Uh, all kinds of all kinds of physical effects that they want to achieve with their body through their brain obviously has to do it. But where does that direction come from? It comes from those thoughts that they intentionally put direct uh, correctly in their in their subconscious, so that the brain responds to those. And I have this uh, conversation with psychologists and people, the brain people, all the time. They want to talk about which comes first. Does the does the uh, chemical imbalance generate the thought, or does the thought generate the chemical imbalance? And I think it's both. I think it's the thought generates the primary effect, and then the primary effect may be the release of hormones or or those chemicals that actually uh, tend to have us also feel in certain ways. But I think those the thoughts that uh, come from the chemicals actually are secondary thoughts. They're supporting thoughts. And what we find is is that when we challenge and change the primary thoughts, those secondary thoughts just adjust and the chemicals basically just adjust. The mind adjusts, the brain adjusts for it. So that's a that's another whole uh, realm of discussion, you know, that really I'm not qualified or prepared to talk about what goes on in the brain because that's not my field. All I want to do is I want to affect it in a way that people walk away uh, free of fears and phobias, and we shut down, you know, the worry that's generating ulcers and, and psychosomatically induced illnesses. We do, you know, a substantial work with that, meaning emotionally caused. Great summary. Um, we'll try to get Jorge, our fabulous production manager here, to uh, look for a neuroscientist to come on and, and tell us a little bit about what's happening with her brain, but your, your thoughts and comments were they were wonderful and your position was great. Um, so the website is uh, certifiedhypnotherapytraining.com. Um, the book okay. is Spiritual Mind Management. And Dennis Parker, it's been great having you on the show today. Thanks very much. Well, thank you, and thanks for having me on. I've, I've enjoyed it very much, so thank you. It's been a great journey. Until next week, everybody, I hope your life's a little smarter, better, faster, and wiser, particularly when it comes to hypnotherapy. Thanks for tuning in, everyone.
This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.